This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the voice of milk in Congress with customers and in communities. Learn more at voiceofmilk.com. Good afternoon, I'm Ben Nully. Coronavirus relief talks between top Democrats and the Trump administration are moving in the right direction, but almost at a snail's pace. Senate Democratic Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, who's been part of the high-level talks, says both sides are moving closer together on certain issues. We take each issue. And we explain to Secretary Mnuchin and Chief of Staff Meadows why this is the amount we need. And we are, we have moved closer together on five or six issues. There are many more to go. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says Republicans are ready to help, but says the money should make a difference. In addition to a solution to this unemployment problem, we know it's going to be unacceptably high for a long time. We have a role to play in that. We've argued about just how generous it should be in terms of getting people back to work. And we're advocating sending another $1,200 check to those people who've been really hurt by this, a significant percentage of whom are in the hospitality field. They work for hotels or restaurants. The Senate is scheduled to adjourn Friday for August recess, but at the moment, it's unclear what McConnell plans to do. One word, ethanol. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley says needs to be included in the text for upcoming coronavirus relief. And make it clear that we're going to do that. Short of that, we've got to convince the Secretary of Agriculture, and I see his being difficult to convince, not because he doesn't want to help ethanol, but there's other segments of agriculture processing. Senate Ag Appropriations Subcommittee Chair John Hoven tells AgriPulse he expects the issue to be addressed as negotiations move forward. We spoke directly to Secretary Perdue and as well as uh, Senator McConnell. They wanted us to be uh, make sure that we had all the authorizations we need, which we do, but they did not want us to be as prescriptive anticipating that negotiation with the House. So I fully expect that we'll address that you know, in the discussions with the House as we work to get to a compromise bill. Hoven says ethanol producers would be eligible for relief under the Senate GOP bill, which includes language to support ag processors. Producer sentiment toward the ag economy is unchanged from June. According to the Purdue CME Group Ag Economy Barometer for July, the reading is 118. This number is still 30 percent lower than in February before the coronavirus pandemic began affecting the ag economy. Farmers' perspective for the index of current conditions rose 12 points from June to a reading of 111. The index of future expectations fell 5 points from June to a reading of 121. The ag economy barometer is based on responses from 400 U.S. agricultural producers with this month's survey conducted from July 20th through July 24th. Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative provides dairy farmers throughout the Midwest with a powerful voice, the voice of milk in Congress, with customers, and within their communities. EDGE is one of the top cooperatives in the country based on milk volume. Learn how EDGE empowers farmers and listen to our Dairy Stream podcast at voiceofmilk.com. Despite a recent dip in export volumes due to COVID-19 interruptions in production, the U.S. outlook for beef exports in the second half of 2020 looks strong. U.S. Meat Export Federation President and CEO Dan Halstrom says this is partially due 
to the U.S.-Japan trade agreement implemented January 1st. Our largest export market with a value of almost $2 billion. The key here was getting us on a level playing field with our international competition, specifically Australia, but also Canada and Mexico. Whereas in 2019, we were at a 13% duty disadvantage. Halstrom says the U.S. beef industry is just starting to reap the benefits of the U.S.-China phase one trade agreement. Soybean producers celebrated nearly 100 years of advocacy today in Camden, Indiana. The American Soybean Association was formed by brothers Taylor, Noah, and Finnis Fouts in 1920. The brothers hosted their first field day at their Soyland Farms operation September 3, 1920, drawing nearly 1,000 farmers across six states. The National Soybean Growers Association, later renamed the American Soybean Association, was formed that day. Among the special guests attending today's activities included Deputy Secretary of Agriculture Steve Sensky. He served as ASA CEO from 1996 to 2017. That's all for today's Drive Time. For the latest agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. I'm Ben Nulley.